Hey guys, today's episode is a bit different. I have created two episode series, part one and part two, about how you can learn English in Australia and what is needed for you to come to Australia to learn English. If you're one of those people who are thinking of coming to Australia to travel, work uh, and learn English, then today's episode is for you. And also, if you have friends who can't stop talking about how they wish they could just go somewhere to learn English, to an English-speaking country, to learn English, then please share this episode with them. They will thank you for it. Let's get cracking. It's Australian for Let's Get Started. Welcome, amigos y amigas. Welcome to today's episode of the English Made Simple Show. This is episode number 217, number 217, numero 217. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Milena and I'm the host of the English Made Simple Show and I live at englishmadesimple.net. It's my residential address here in Australia. <laughs> englishmadesimple.net. My husband is shaking his head at me, saying this is the dumbest thing he's ever heard from me. Mila, you can't leave at the website address. I said, I know, I'm being sarcastic. Now go back to the kitchen, wash those dishes. Please don't interrupt me. I have a show to record. Okay, amigos, last week I did an episode about how you can sound engaging when you are making conversations with people. So I do want to continue with those series, but I will do them in a couple of weeks as I'm still preparing more content for that type of uh, episodes. Once the content is ready, I would like to provide you with all the relevant episodes related to making conversations. So that's coming soon. Uh, I can see people really enjoy that last episode from last week. Uh, hope you don't mind my coughing in episode 216. Anyhow, today's episode is different. As I mentioned earlier, you've heard me before mention something along the lines of if you want to study English in Australia, blah, 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 blah. I said this before. This is what you probably heard. You heard blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. But most people don't know what that actually means. I'm not talking about blah, blah. I'm talking about what it means if you want to study English in Australia and how is this is possible. What is the process of coming to Australia to learn English? How much money do you need to have? Some of you might be wondering where will you be sleeping? What will you study? What kind of courses can you take? Can you work and study at the same time? Hmm. If what I said so far sounds intriguing to you and got you really excited and you'd like to get more details, please visit englishmadesimple.net slash Australia. This link is easier to remember, I reckon, englishmadesimple.net slash Australia. Share this episode with your friends if you think it might help them. And please don't forget to mention that you've heard this on the English Made Simple podcast. You've heard it on the English Made Simple podcast. So, amigos y amigas, what is the process of learning English in Australia? Let's get straight into it. Let me explain this in three easy steps. Okay, step number one. Decide where in Australia you'd like to live. So let's imagine you have decided you want to go somewhere, like Australia, for example, to learn English. So what do you need to consider? Let's see. Step number one. Decide where in Australia you'd like to live. 
Australia is a huge island. <laughs> I'm not calling it a country. I'm calling it an island. It's a huge island. So the climate in Australia is very diverse. The climate is different depending um, on where you'd like to live or depend on what you like, really. If you're attracted to hot, sunny and humid conditions, then uh, the east part of Australia is for you. Also, the north part of Australia. So up north, northern part of Australia is also where it's pretty hot and humid. Uh, although, in my opinion, east side is better um, than the north side. So on the east side of Australia, that's where state of Queensland is. The cities like Brisbane and the Gold Coast. If you like surfing, that's a place to be. Gold Coast is a place to be. That's where surfers hang out. So that's for people who like surfing. There are schools and universities in Brisbane uh, and on the Gold Coast. The climate is tropical, so in summertime you can get a lot of rain. Uh, only a couple of weeks of heavy rain, but other than that, the climate is really perfect on the east side of Australia. If you're into fashion, if you like big cities surrounded by parks and buildings, then Melbourne and Sydney are where you'd possibly like to live and study. That's where you would like to spend most of your time if you like these type of things like fashion and huge cities, buildings, concrete jungle and things like that. Okay, and then we have Adelaide, Perth and Hobart, which are smaller cities in Australia. Uh, they all have schools, but it may be a bit boring if you are a social person and you like to party, okay? This is my personal opinion, but if you are listening to this and you live in these cities, you may disagree with me, okay? If you're somebody who lives in Adelaide right now, like me, <laughs> or Perth, or Hobart, uh, you may disagree with me. You may think, oh, no, Milena, this place is not boring. Actually, it's really fun. Okay, and that's fine, but if you like peace and quiet like tranquility then come to Adelaide, Perth or Hobart. Uh, Hobart is a town in uh, Tasmania. By the way the climate in the southern part of Australia is a lot cooler in winter. It can get uh, to one or two degrees in winter so you do need a jacket, scarf and a hat in winter. It does really get cold. It's not always sunny in Australia. The summers are okay uh, in uh, southern part of Australia like Melbourne or um, Adelaide or you know the southern part of Australia the summers are okay not too hot it's just it can get really cold in winter you may be surprised other things to consider when choosing a city to live and study in uh, things like facilities uh, tourist attractions major events like hmm what some major events like concerts uh, for example if Madonna was to come to play in Australia, would she come to Adelaide? Hmm, don't think so. <laughs> She'd probably go to Sydney or Melbourne. What about Metallica? If Metallica was to play in Australia, where would they play? Would they play in Adelaide? Hmm, don't think so. <laughs> anyway, so if, you, if these things are important to you, you might really consider big cities like Sydney or Melbourne. Radio, let me continue. You might want to consider um, if there are any work opportunities available in these cities. Uh, so the bigger the city, the more job opportunities, obviously. Uh, so you can choose more uh, work opportunities for you if you move to one of those bigger cities like Melbourne or Sydney. Some cities are more expensive than others. Okay, so that's unfortunately that's a fact. For example, Sydney is known to be more expensive um, the cost of living is higher in these cities like Sydney. 
than any other city in Australia. But because it's a big city, it has more opportunities for work and more schools to choose from. Okay, cool. Oh, and if you're coming to Australia to feed the kangaroos, you know, if that's your sole purpose to come to Australia to study because you want to be surrounded by kangaroos, you want to see them in action, then you can really do that in almost any city in Australia. Okay, <laughs> they are, they can come to the city too. All right. Uh, step number two, I'm sharing three steps uh, with you today. So step number two, once you decide on the city where you want to live, you now need to choose which school to enroll in to start your English learning journey. When choosing the school, you might want to consider what type of courses are on offer. So according to your current level of English, you may choose courses that teach English for beginners, intermediate or kind of more advanced levels. For example, courses like uh, General English is for students who have basic knowledge of the language. Uh, if you're not competent enough in English, you'd probably go for something like General English. Then you have IELTS courses that you can do in Australia. This is for people who want to apply for another visa or get into a university in Australia. Some universities require you to have IELTS, to pass IELTS um, exam. Uh, then there are courses like Cambridge courses um, that are also offered uh, for these uh, student visas in case you want to get a certification. In regards to the course availability for general English courses, these are available to start every Monday of the month, really. Uh, and as for the other English courses, such as Cambridge or PTE, Uh, which is another English uh, type of exam course like IELTS, PT, they are only available a few times a year. So you might want to plan ahead and decide what type of courses you would be interested in learning in uh, while you're in Australia. The course you choose may depend also on whether you are able to afford them. Uh, some courses are cheaper than others. They can range between $175 to $300 per week. So I'll talk more about the cost of learning English in Australia in my next episode. This is the first episode of the series and then I'm going to share another episode with you, part two, next week, uh, which uh, will cover more um, details about the cost and uh, some requirements, visa requirements or what you need to do before coming here. All right, so the last step I would like to cover in today's episode is step number three accommodation okay accommodation where would you live once you come to australia to learn english you want to live in a resort in a five-star hotel you know <laughs> why not <laughs> if you can all right you don't have to have an expensive uh, rent when you come to australia there are cheaper alternatives there are cheaper ways to live here as a student if you are coming here on a budget There is something called homestay, which is kind of a, an arrangement um, where you live with a family. They are known as a host family. They will host you. Uh, they will offer their spare bedroom for you to live in. This is generally cheaper than renting. With the homestay type of accommodation, I think food is included in the price, but you better check that. I'm not sure how much... Uh, this uh, accommodation would cost but each homestay is different so once you engage someone to help you with the, with the move to come to study English in Australia they will be able to advise you better 
Another type of accommodation that is quite popular among students or people who come to explore Australia is something called flat sharing. You can share a two-bedroom apartment in the city with another person and reduce your cost of living substantially. I had a friend in Melbourne who lived in the suburb of Docklands in a four-bedroom apartment with uh, both the sea views and the city views. And her rent was uh, $250 a week, whereas the whole apartment would have costed her $1,000 a week, I think. So you can flat share with others to reduce your uh, cost of living. So what I am trying to say here, amigos y amigas, you can live in a nice area, a central area for a small cost. You don't have to spend a lot of money to live in a nice place while you are here visiting or studying. So for more information on how you can come to Australia to learn English, please visit englishmadesimple.net slash Australia. Alrighty. Today's episode was an easy one, I reckon. I didn't want to overwhelm you with a lot of information in one episode. So next week, we're going to cover the nitty-gritty stuff about what the requirements are in order for you to come to Australia so you can plan your trip better. We'll cover visas, visa requirements, work, and how much you need to budget in order to live here normally, how much money you need to start saving, okay? That's coming next week. Again, please share this episode with somebody you know who would benefit from hearing about learning English in Australia or studying English in Australia. Thanks for joining me today, amigos y amigas. You've been an awesome audience and you've been jamming with Milena from English Made Simple. Have an awesome rest of the week. Until next time, hasta la próxima. Mm-hmm.